You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Jason Smith, how you doing today, sir? Doing well, sir. Doing even uh, made better by the fact that all the Grizzlies do is win. I can't. I mean, I hope we never take this for granted, saying the fact that the you know right now this team doesn't matter what's thrown out there against them; they're just blowing through it. Uh, you know, had won seven in a row one point this season, ten now. Um, I'm, I'm just, I, I hope we're reveling enough, enjoying it enough, saying rather than just looking at, oh man, what's the, what's this gonna bring? Is it championship time now? All that. Uh, I'm just having fun watching this team game to game, man. Uh, every night it could be somebody different that beats you, uh, and that's that's what the, the maybe the Grizzlies' greatest strength right now mm-hmm. to name to you know besides the fact that you got a superstar leading you and John Morant. A true MVP candidate, I'd say, is the depth, man. Is that, is that unlike with some of these other contenders, you know, you're not so dependent on one person. We've seen guys missing all season long, and yet the uh, doesn't matter what you take out of it. Seems like the Grizzlies are able to get it done. So, middle of a ten game win streak, hoping to uh, set the tie the franchise record with a win against a uh, win against Cleveland on Wednesday. Saying hopefully yeah. that happens. For sure. Uh, I will get a little ahead of you, Jason Smith. I know you're taking good things one game at a time. You're enjoying the win streak. But I will quote one of the great legends of uh, Memphis Sports Radio, George Lapidus, <laughs> who had a phrase when he would talk about his St. Louis Cardinals. Whenever they would have a win streak, he would say, I think that uh, I, uh, I, at this rate, I think that the Cardinals will never lose again. I'm going to look at what the Grizzlies are saying. Jason, there's about 40 games, 39 games left in the season. I don't see another loss on the schedule. I, I don't. I don't know what y'all might be looking at. I. I, I don't see who they're gonna lose to. I mean, who's at, at this point with the way the Grizzlies are playing? I don't see another loss. Uh, of course, I'm just joking about that. But um, in all seriousness, the Grizzlies are playing great basketball. There are only 80 games in the season. We won 10 straight. You can do the math on that. That's a nice chunk of your season that you've won in a row. Anytime you get a double-digit uh, win streak. It make it puts you in a great position. It gives you space between you and somebody. We can't get we can't catch Denver because Denver won't lose. But we are spreading out from the other teams. We are making mm-hmm. space between us and the other teams in the West, uh, for sure. It looks like it's going to be a two man race for that number one seed in the West between the Grizzlies and Denver. Those two teams seem to be those two elite teams in the West. Uh, far cry from what a lot of people thought uh, in the offseason when they traded off the Anthony Melton. Uh, let Kyle Anderson go in free agency. Uh, didn't really do anything but draft a bunch of rookies and didn't add anything else to the roster. And just, you know, from building it internally and just internal development from guys like Desmond Bain, guys like Jaron Jackson, and, of course, even John Morant, even taking his game to the next level, they're looking like one of the better teams in the NBA again. And it's definitely exciting stuff to see. Uh, that Pacers win. Uh, they won, by thinking, like about 18 points the other night. Definitely the highlight of the night was the John Morant dunk. I hate to be a prisoner of the moment, Jason Smith, but that John Morant dunk, I've got that number one of all of them. And, and John Morant himself said that was his favorite. Right. That's what he's been looking for. I'm not going to argue with John on that one, man, for sure. Where are you at as far as all time uh, with that dunk we saw from John Morant over Jalen Smith? Made the man look bad 
on television the other night. No, I, I'm not going to disagree with Ja. I think that that's his number one over both mm-hmm. Pirtle dunks, over the Malik Beasley dunk in the playoffs last year against Minnesota. I think you got to put this one up there. And, and it's really – it's how far he cocked it back, yeah. how far he jumped out from. It's all of those things. I was surprised, like, the way he was – you know, we've been waiting on that one because Lord knows we've seen a ton of them right. and, and put them up there. Uh, what was it? Uh, uh, we had the Michael Cole on, some of the – you know, these moments been his favorites of Josh. His dunks have been some of our favorites, but I was I was kind of surprised to hear him say that's the one. I, I just got the feeling like that's the one they're going to use on the Nike commercial. Like right. he's literally flying through the air. It's the kind of poster that your kid would want up in his bedroom. Hell, grown men would want it. Like it was a thing of beauty. So I'm not I'm not going to argue with him that it was the that it was the best dunk of his career. Yeah, man, the way he cocked it back, the body contact he went chest to chest with him. A lot of other dunks he's done. He's kind of came at a strange angle. His body looked a little contorted, maybe, who came where they grazed each other, but it wasn't really body contact. This was a body contact dunk. The aesthetics of it, he looked like super in control when he did it. It was forceful. It was it was just crazy. That that dunk, to me, was the best one. There are a lot of people saying uh, still the Malik Beasley dunk and things like that because of the playoffs. and Right, because of the moment. Yeah, it looked like he almost cleared the dude and all those type of things. But still, that dunk. And then you know with Ja, he's got more in the bag. That's going to be one of many he has in the future. Um, but it was a crazy dunk for sure, man. And, and I definitely have it. If it's not if it's not number one, it's number two. But to me, I have it number one for sure. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Um, the next game they played was against the Phoenix Suns. Phoenix Suns team, of course, without Devin Booker, without Chris Paul. Um, they had DeAndre Aiden. They had Mikael Bridges out there. Um... Uh, Big win for the Grizzlies. They were down by as many, I think, 11 points in the first half. Uh, Phoenix is playing very good basketball, knocking out a lot of shots. Um, but the Grizzlies leaned on their calling card, which has been their defense. Uh, they started locking down Phoenix and just exploiting them on both ends of the court. John Morant had a huge game. Jaron Jackson Jr. had six blocks in that game. Uh, Desmond Bain looking more and more like the Desmond Bain that we saw at the peak of the season this year and also in the playoffs last year. What are your thoughts on that Phoenix game? So for me, it came full circle. Remember, this is the last team you lost to, the same mm-hmm. Phoenix team. And at that time, it was shorthanded too. Didn't have Devin Booker. It was Dwayne Washington Jr. putting up career highs. It was Torrey Craig and those guys out there beating you 10 games ago, literally right. your last your last loss. And that capped off saying, you know, a stretch we had talked about there, What's what are these guys doing? Where they dropped four out of five, had lost their identity. But I think it was also, remember that that patch came after a seven-game win streak. And it right. felt like to me clearly from the words of John Morant, just the way this team was playing is that, you know, it was handling success at that point. How were they going to do it? And I think, you know, they, they've told you whether it's been the change in tone, you know, John, not no longer saying, Hey, we're not concerned about anybody West. Now we're a work in progress. You right. see the difference like in this 10 game winning streak. Yeah. I know they got down early against Phoenix. Phoenix was hitting some shots, but those last three quarters, man, of that game, and really after halftime, it wasn't close. Like the Grizzlies have gone about in terms of, say for maybe the Spurs, they've gone about putting their foot down on these teams' necks and knowing, right. listen, just because 
you know, just because we think of ourselves as the best team in the West doesn't mean these teams are going to lay down. So you've seen, I, I called it then saying an inexpensive lesson, losing right. four or five. You've mm-hmm. seen it now applied. Like it might have been the best thing ever for this team at that point because Taylor, it gave Taylor Jenkins something to point to and say, no, no, we're not a finished product, you know, despite the fact that we think we're, we're the best team in the West, despite the fact we think we can play with anybody in the West. Like I truly think they believe that, but it's one thing to, to say it, believe it. We talked about it with Ja. For him to back it up, maybe team ain't ready. This has been a different team over the last 10 games that, you know, against a lot of subpar competition, hadn't taken any of it for granted, hadn't dropped off in terms of the energy level like we saw in that four or five. So I think I think you're, you're seeing sort of a, a team that's learned a, a lesson from earlier on this season is much more dealing with success, saying, in a much better way now. Yeah, for sure. It does seem like they've uh, humbled themselves a little bit, and they're being more focused on the court, even yeah. when – even with some of the slow starts like they had um, last night to come out and just, you know, run that team out of the gym. Uh, we've, we've seen them get down like that and the game's over and they, but they definitely were able to pull it out. Uh, speaking of last night's game, last night game of course was uh, Martin Luther King day game, something an event that pr- pretty much started in Memphis, but the NBA kind of took it, made it a huge bigger event. And now the Grizzlies, um, that was, that was the prime time game pretty much last night was the Grizzlies and Phoenix, the five o'clock start. There was another game after that. After that, it um, what was it? Uh, it was I can't remember who it was that played after us, but our game pretty much was the premier game of the night. Of course, they had the symposium yesterday with four uh, amazing athletes. I was in attendance there. Uh, Gabe was bored out of his brain. I wanted to bring him there just for the experience of it all. Uh, he was happy to see. Uh, he he, read, he knew who Gary Payton was. Didn't know who Lou Aldine was. Didn't know who Nancy Lieberman was. But he, right. of course, he knew who Eddie George was. He was saying he wanted to meet Eddie George if he could. Uh, just quick thoughts from the symposium and just all the off-the-court things that the Grizzlies did with MLK Day. Um, just quick thoughts. Uh, Eddie George was amazing. And he – there was a lot of people who were um, kind of talking like uh, work was done. And so we made we made so much improvement as far as uh, uh, race relations have gone in this country. Eddie George was like, yeah, that's cool, but we have a ways to go, y'all. We have plenty of work to do. We have to have more difficult conversations uh, like this. And it was just good to see Eddie George, a guy who's always had class, uh, just to see him on the stage. And those four award recipients, all deserving. You don't really know what these guys have going on off the court until you hear their stories. And to hear like the organizations Gary Payton is a part of, Lou Alding, Nancy Lieberman, who built the basket, who's building basketball courts here in the city of Memphis, which is something I didn't know. Her and NLE Chapel are doing stuff together. So just amazing work by all these philanthropists and uh, former stars you know what i mean in in various sports and uh it was it was a great experience mlk day like i said to see us on that grand stage playing on national television uh it was it was a great night as far as that's concerned I, i'm very impressed like you said with with all the honorees and their their stories and and learned a lot like you said just in terms of because nowadays you can you know they broadcast the the symposium you right. if you can't make it down to fedex from mlk you can you can watch it uh eddie george you know, was was uh, you know, listening about how hesitant he was initially to take that TSU job, which I know right. means so much to him now. What was news to me, you know, at mm-hmm. a time where Prime was already doing it, and we saw some of these guys coming over, you know, to hear, and 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 partly because of all the works involved, like that that right. that is a harder job. So I got nothing but respect uh, for 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 Eddie and pointing out facts about how how far we've got to go. I I do wanted this thing. I do wanted this. I I it crossed my mind. I know every year we honor, you know, 
in, in some cases, Hall of Famers. Mm-hmm. Uh, in many cases, you know, uh, uh, in something, you know, Eddie George case, football player and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wonder if there's a place in the symposium. And I think what well, we've been doing the game now for 21 years. I'm not. Right. Re- I think the symposium is a is like 18. It's a few less, but that we've been doing it for a long time. Mm-hmm. I just wonder if there's a space to honor some Memphis folks right. locally that are doing things mm-hmm. that that are helping this city. And, and I ain't saying you know stop honoring some of these all time legends, but right. I, but I just wonder because shine the spotlight on people who are doing it here in the city. A hundred percent. And if you could just have a, a, a legacy award for a local, maybe, you know, not necessarily celebrity at all. Somebody that's got their sleeves yeah. rolled up and is doing the work. I just think mm-hmm. it, it, it could add another component to something that clearly is special to Memphis. Love the way the Grizzlies do it. Love the way the NBA has made mm-hmm. it front and center and how we, you know, embrace that symposium. But I, I you know, I couldn't help but wonder year after year we've done it now if there's a way to add that component yeah. saying that where we honor somebody who's sto- who's doing it right here in Memphis, but maybe the so city. There are a lot of people doing it right here in the city. hundred percent. And we need to put the bullhorn. We need to put the bullhorn out for those folks. Uh, not again. That's not taken away from anything these legends have done because we we need it. Frankly, uh, right. uh, these folks giving back and 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 rolling up their sleeves. But man, I just know there's so many deserving folks in Memphis too that we'd love to. I'd love to hear some of their stories as well. Right. You know, on the outer, how they're making it better right here at home. You know, a like, person. My, my memory awesome about Nancy though, because you schooled me. I didn't know about the courts deal. Yeah, uh, that she, yeah. Her. she, she, her, and Emily Chopper partnered together and to put basketball courts here awesome. in the city of Memphis. She talked about how basketball changed her life, how she was um, a poor kid growing up in New York, and how ba- playing basketball got her out of her neighborhood, and how they had to go raise money just to get her to get a tryout. To be on the Olympic team, and she made the Olympic team. They were silver medalists, I believe. And she just told her story about how basketball changed her life. Uh, Muhammad Ali was one of our mentors, a mentor that she actually got to meet. She said to her and Gary Payton are, are good friends in real life. Like, you know, this I, I knew the name Nancy Lieberman, but I didn't know any of these things. I, I just really think that the things that the Grizzlies do that's awesome on them. Okay, they definitely bring a lot of things to like Lou Alding, another guy, man, guys who who they realize once they get once they get to where they want to be in basketball, it's so much more than just being the best basketball player you can be. A guy who's doing things for his country, man, realized he had to give back to his country. And and the longer he stayed in the league, I remember Luau Ding was a joke at one time because he was on the Lakers roster, but he couldn't play. But he's still getting checks. That guy was taking those checks and doing major things for his country, man. So I'm yeah. not uh, – you, you don't know a guy's story until you, guess what, know his story, you know. So it was, it was an amazing moment just hearing some of those things yesterday. Um, moving forward back to stuff that has to do with actually on the court with the basketball, uh, the Grizzlies, uh, next game is against Cleveland, Cleveland, one of the better teams in the East made a big acquisition acquisition over the summer, gaining Donovan Mitchell, adding to the already young, fascinating core they have. They've been a fantastic team this year, started off very good, kind of tailed off, kind of selling around the middle, the top, the top half of the East around four, I think the fourth or the fifth seed, one of the better, more exciting teams in the league. Uh, this is going to be the Grizzlies first big matchup in a while the first team we've had is going to be a real competitive team and i think this is going to be a great game donovan mitchell is probably going to be out a lot of reports are saying he's going to be look expect him to be out for the game because of the groin injury he suffered the other night regardless it's still going to be a good game with uh garland who's an all-star and other guys on that team are just phenomenal um i'm looking forward to this game i think it's going to be a real measuring stick for the grizzlies if you can get win number 11 the franchise tying number 11 win in a row 
during this streak. If you can get that against this Cleveland team, I think it makes a statement to the league that the Grizzlies are for real. Well, it'd be nice to do it. I mean, it's definitely represents a ramp up in, in competition, even with Donovan mm-hmm. Mitchell out. It's the number two team in the league defensively behind you, mm-hmm. uh, behind right. the Grizzlies. Nobody's been better defensively. And they also I made this point on our show today saying they play the slowest pace in the league. And so right. for a good team that scored 130 points in three straight games and 115 or more in all 10 of the mm-hmm. 10 wins, nobody's done that. The 115 yeah, the Lakers back in the 80s, it's going to be tough to put up those kind of numbers. Not that not that it's impossible. Some teams have broken through against Cavs, but you would expect a slower game. And, and I said the same, more like what you would expect in the playoffs. In the playoffs, things are going to slow down. Like every possession is going to be slower. Everyone's going to matter more. So I'm hoping, even with Donovan Mitchell out, that it'll be a little bit more, there'll be a little bit more of an intensity level than there has been here with the last few games. Again, Grizz catch a break. And, 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 uh, they did. The Cavs listed Donovan Mitchell as doubtful. They didn't list him as out yet, but doubtful with that groin injury. But like, like you have with Phoenix out now all season, like like you know some of these other teams that you faced, you will be catching a break without Donovan Mitchell. That said, I'm with you. Um, they are. I think they're tied for fourth in the East right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they, you know the way they play represents right now a challenge. Just, you know, good for the Grizzlies. Good for a healthy Grizzlies team. Again, to see it against one that's probably going to try to slow it down. And I imagine try to slow it down even more saying with Donovan Mitchell out to make it even right. more of a half court game. And so seeing the Grizzlies produce out of that, out of what could be a half court game for, for stretches, uh, I'm eager to see. But like you said, to get 11, which would tie the franchise record, you're going to have to go out and beat a, a very good Cleveland very team. Good team. Before, yeah. uh, and remember too, Grizzlies fantastic at home, 19 and three. This would make you 20 and three, uh, keeping pace with what Denver's 19 and three as well. Uh, you got five. It's a season-long road trip coming up after Cleveland, a five-game road trip that starts with the Lakers. So, again, fi- finishing off, you know, this homestand with a win be a good thing uh, before you hit out on the road here for uh, for five. That'll be the longest road trip of the season. Yeah, it's going to be a great game for sure. Uh, like we said, that um, that, Cle- that Cleveland team is no short of talent. Evan Mobley, one of the better big young bigs in the league. That matchup between him and Jaron Jackson Jr. will be amazing. Jared Allen, one of the better centers in the league. Him and Adams going there is going to be huge. Uh, I'm sure that uh, we talked about Garland versus John Morant already, uh, but I'm sure one matchup that one man is sure he's, he's glad he's getting the night off, so to speak, will be Dylan Brooks not having to guard Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell, who has got up in Dylan's ass <laughs> throughout his career. Uh, I still remember that Utah series with Donovan Mitchell well, basically doing what he yeah, wanted to do yeah. against uh, Dylan Brooks, who's one of the better defenders in the league. So I'm sure Dylan is able to breathe a little easier knowing he might not have to play against uh, Donovan Mitchell tomorrow night. Uh, I think it's going to be a good game for the Grizzlies. I'm going to predict the win. We're playing good basketball right now. Um, I, I think they're kind of – Taylor Jenkins talked about how they're playing good, but there's certain things that he still feels like they need to work on. I think one of those things he needs to work on is overlooking opponents. I think that's one of the things that he that he uh, meant to say but didn't say, or couldn't couldn't say or whatever. But I think that we're kind of getting better as far as that's concerned, and I think that we're going to be locked in, focused on this Cleveland team to get a win. That's my prediction. I think we get that 11 game in a row, um, and we you know, and Thursday morning everyone's talking about how good the Grizzlies are across your radio waves and across your uh, your television dial. But uh, like we said, two big wins since the last time we talked. Getting ready to take on Cleveland. Uh, everyone has looked phenomenal in the last few games. 